So anyway, they do, they make lovely minty chocolate biscuits. <laughs> but but they're really nice because there's the two biscuits with the lovely minty <laughs> cream in the middle. But but the orange ones aren't as good. if you can my name is dave my name is liam this podcast is all about box sets we've created of our favorite films and tv shows some you've seen some you won't and others you may never want to watch although we can say if you've never seen air force one then get off our plane all we want to do is chat on about these films and tv shows that we love so dearly and maybe just maybe you should watch it if you can in the guest chair which means Liam is bringing his choice so question one as always what is it well it's a big one for me this week Dave it's community oh hello yes it's community <laughs> um, so basically it's a TV show American TV show made between 2009 2015 um, six seasons and soon to be six seasons and a movie 110 episodes uh, created by the genius that is Dan Harmon, which I'll have a little mention about him later as well. Currently, initially aired on NBC in America for the first five seasons, and the last season was made by Yahoo. Do you remember? Not not, not the milkshake either. The actual, <laughs> if you remember, Yahoo went into television. Um, the basic premise of Community is the you don't really want to come to the main character but the main protagonist jeff winger was a lawyer and he found out he didn't actually complete college and he had to go back to a community college and reset his degree and while he was there he sort of got entangled with this group of people who were all misfits in their own in their own way and he decided to form a study group and they go through multiple adventures and stories and it's just crazy and i love it and we both love this don't we yes it's a big favorite of both of ours yeah so i'm a little bit jealous that liam put this on his sort of suggestion mm. that i didn't get in there first i well got in there i know it is a joint box set it is yeah yeah you know you do want to bring your own things so i know why i would have put it on the list so why have you decided to put it on the list oh my god there's so many reasons um first of all it is funny. It is actually funny. There's some real laugh out moments, but it's a really good mix of it's it's got a lot of sentiment in it as well, which I do love. And I think um, there's quite a few American sitcoms that manage to pull this off with that 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 really good elements of funny, sentimental, and it. You know, if you're going to go back to what type of what type of sitcom is, it's a bit of a fish out of water, especially for Jeff Winger because he's turned up at this community college and he's he's got to navigate this new world of fully these people. But what I love more about it is every character, all the main characters, which we'll go into in a minute, they're all slightly flawed, and I love programs where 
the characters are flawed. It just makes for far better TV <laughs> than a group of people who are just lovely and perfect. And it's they're, they're really not. Um, and also, when you say like this group of people is, if you actually look back, they're all at a bit of a crossroads in their life. You know what I mean? They're always, and I think that's why, as a group of individuals they're all completely different different walks of life different races different ages different sexes and i think it was cast quite naturally as well i felt like it wasn't just like oh we'll have this type of character this type of character i feel like the casting was quite natural it was just this group of people and just by chance the cast really got on except with one exception which i'm sure we'll mention <laughs> later um, and i think that really comes through you can see how much the cast enjoy making this program yeah, and I, I I've listened to interviews and so probably a view of the of the, the cast after the show and how much they enjoyed it. Yeah. Um we'll probably talk a little bit more about where you know some of that cast from listening, but I I totally agree with you. It's a it's a it's a group of misfits. Jeff is very, very arrogant, isn't he? For Yeah. Oh oh they, they, they've everyone. Probably all the way through. But yeah. he does, you know, they've all got sort of growth, but yeah, the, the the cast is amazing. I do think and I don't know if you're gonna sort of touch upon this later, but do you think if you for the for the listener that's gonna maybe start watching this, the first few episodes do feel very more sitcommy, and do you think Dan Harmon tricked the studio into well not what he was actually gonna really make? I I know what you're saying with this, and actually, um, I, I think it it starts off series one is actually quite strong, it, and that's what's that's quite unusual for a all really good sitcoms struggle for that first series to, to find the groove they did find the groove quite early on um but i do believe from interviews they did sneak things past because it was actually sony who was the studio and apparently they were really terrible at submitting scripts on time for sony <laughs> to review them so they sort of got away with a lot of stuff they wouldn't have done um but i think it did take a good couple of episodes to get going the first series is 25 seasons it's 25 episodes long which is quite a lot um but the most i think what most people refer to community as it's 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 real example of meta tv and i think i just wanted to um go into what is meta i think it's a term that people just bound around a little bit too easy we were actually were quite describing it when it comes to an art form meta is an art form that refers to itself um and it's quite hard to it's quite hard to describe unless you use some examples but if you look at a another way of describing it is a meta means things about the thing itself and it sees things from a higher perspective and it just makes sense it does to me because i've obviously seen all of community and i get exactly where you're coming from and you see those things, um, those examples that you all talk about yeah so, it's so hard to describe and what's really good actually the, the word meta is a greek word for beyond and i think that's a really good when someone finds these words and i think i think what it says is what is meta is it, it understands and, and understands the world that the show is set in community and, and it's not just about making pop culture references it's it understands that it's in a world of other things if that makes sense so a lot of tv shows say for example you take east enders and coronation street they solely exist in a world of east enders and coronation street they don't reference anything they don't reference tv or but but with um shows like 
um, 30 Rock, it's a TV show about a TV show being made, then that becomes meta. Um, Parks and Rec and The Office is a TV show about a TV show. So again, that's meta. But I think where community does, it it goes one step further and it starts to play with the conventions of TV a little bit much and twist them on itself. I'll give you one example I wrote, I wrote down here. It's in the Pillows and Blankets episode of... Great episode. It is, yeah. one, it is one of my favorite. And there's the this, this, this scene where Troy is addressing addressing the people of, of Blanketsville. And he's going, people of Blanketsville, I must say it's time for war. And it's referencing a famous Second World War... Um, I think, it was, I think it might have been the British Prime Minister when he declared war on Germany and it's referenced in that famous instant. But then at the end of the speech he goes, and I'd also like to, to ask Garrett to come and fix the microphone in, in my laptop because it's <laughs> making it sound funny. So in that one scene, they reference a famous radio broadcast, which is Ape in the War, which, which references what's going on in the episode. But then they turn it on itself and turn it into a joke by saying, Oh, it's not just sound like that because we're referencing something. It's because the microphone's broke. Yeah. And he turned it back back around again. Um, and I think there's another example in Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, which I know is, a, is, is one of the big episodes, is you get the... It's all about Dungeons & Dragons, but it's also apes the Lord of the Rings narration because it has it all through. And right at the end, you realise the narrator through the episode is the cleaner cleaning up at the end of the, in a classroom yeah. at the end of <laughs> That's it right, yeah. and it's again it does that thing by it's meta in it references something or it, it, it apes something but then it throws another little twist in it at the end and i think that's what it does so well community more than the other so-called meta tv shows i think it really yeah. does it lovingly plays with them conventions that tv have made over all these years and just 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 breaks them a little bit but but does it in such a way not because they hate TV, they love it. They, they, you know, they love everything about it. Yeah, you can you can tell Dan Harmon is obviously a, a, a massive geek, isn't he? And there's a lot oh, of film references God. and the, the meta one. The, the, the only meta one I can think off the top of my head is from Fairy Rock, and there's a scene where Alec Baldwin's coming down to um, I can't remember the actress who's going to be his wife in it, and all that kind of lovely music comes on, and it's like a scene from a romantic comedy. Oh, sorry, like a romantic movie. And he just looks over and says to the guy, "Can you turn that down?" And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like that; those little kind of in jokes, isn't it? You know, that, that music isn't playing over the scene. It's it's a guy at the disco blasting it out. But and I think as well, you get away with so much in Community because a lot of people, Abed is the the gateway to Meta, where has he'll sit there in an episode and reference things. So basically in the episode where Annie loses her pen and they're all stuck in, in the, um, the the room all day where they find a pen, he goes, oh, this is a bit of a bottleneck episode. <laughs> it's he references what, what is going on. So I think he's, he get away. and obviously because he's a film student in the series, they can, they can, they can blend in all these, these things that happen in TV and film and stuff like that. Um, and I was just going to say, um, one of the the most meta on meta examples of it. There's the beginning of the second series where they're all waking up and they're all getting out of bed. You see Troy getting out of bed and he's wearing a Spider Man 
and then in one of the episodes he's also wearing a Spider-Man tie now this was on the in the backdrop of in real life there was a big push to get um, Donald Glover to actually play Miles Morales in Spider-Man but then he does appear in the MCU film as and he insinuates he's a relative of yeah. Miles doesn't he, he makes a reference doesn't he to his nephew yes but also in the animated film into Spider-Verse there's when they're in Mar- Miles Morales' bedroom there's a poster of Donald Glover in bed <laughs> so it's like it goes all the way around yeah. on itself and back out again and I think that that's what I'm trying to get to listeners like I was trying to like give them examples of what is meta because it's so it, it's synonymous with community when people say oh it's meta it's meta it's meta and I'm like when more and more it was like sort of researching I was like what actually is meta I was like do you know what I mean it's like what you're looking out for basically yeah yeah um, we know when you do the, the parody shows that's meta but then there's other meta as well where they like the in jokes and reference and things and I think probably the most sort of for the listener as an example is probably like Deadpool, isn't it? Deadpool's yes. well aware that he's in a movie. Yeah. It breaking the fourth wall is another yeah. bit is a big rule, yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of kind of references in that as well. So for the listener who, who may not know, um who would we know that's in it and what else have they been in? Right, it's a big cast. So the ones I picked out, I didn't want to go through all of them. Obviously, the obvious ones you've got um, Joel McHale, um, Gillian Jacobs, um, Alison Brie. Now, Alison Brie is probably, I think she's probably the biggest breakout star apart from Donald Glover, which we'll come to in a minute. Because Alison is also at the same time was in Mad Men, which was really big, and she has gone on to Nun Glow. Um, they couldn't be any different. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> completely different. Ken Young is obviously we all know him as the guy from The Hangover. I think that's what he's most famous for. Danny Pudi is he's done a lot of things, but I think Mythical Quest is probably the next big thing he's done, which is pretty big at the moment. Um, which is co-written by Megan Gans, which we will mention a bit later in one of right, the questions. Okay. There's a bit of a a roundabout thing there um, and also um, Yvette Nicole Brown um, she's in it and obviously we can't not mention Donald Glover Donald Glover this was just on before he took over the world basically he you know it was pre-Star Wars pre-Gambino um, which what's, what's the name of his Childish Gambino Childish Gambino which he was massive you forget how massive he was mm-hmm. and obviously went on to make Atlanta which is one of the most critically acclaimed TV shows Multi in America award yeah oh that? and he's he is absolutely amazing and he is he is the breakout star but I think outside of that Alison Brie I think's probably had yeah because I know but, Joel and that have, they've done a lot of TV and a lot of presenting a lot of the others Joel McHale's been in a lot of cancelled TV shows, which yes. sounds a little bit unfair because he's so he, he is, is so good. But he, he did have a failed attempt at doing the IT crowd, yes, didn't he? Which um, uh, Ayoade was in, playing, yes, playing Moss. and he does actually direct an episode of Community Ayoade. He does, Richard yeah. Ayoade, yeah. which is and it's actually one of the best episodes. Well, I can't remember which one it is, but I remember reading about it, and it's like, oh my god, it is actually one of the best episodes that will come to me at some point. And we've got to have an honourable mention here for Jim Rash. Who yeah. went on, who plays the Dean, he's fantastic. Who went on to win an Oscar, people forget. 
or as Joe Michalgo doesn't count because it's, it's an adaptation Oscar. <laughs> like he, does, he won a best Oscar for, for writing uh, the screenplay, the George Clooney film Descendants, which is a really good film, by the way. I've watched it very recently. It is a really good film. But ju- just coming back to uh, to Glover, obviously he was a writer on Thirty Buck. Yes, yeah. Um, and I think he does. I think he does appear in like a few background sort of scenes and stuff like that. Um, which is just like, the, the writing on that show is as good as as this. Yes, and you can see why someone like him would read the scripts for Community and go, "Yeah, I would go. I would do Thirty Buck and now yeah, this." Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I think. You don't have community if you didn't have Fairty Rock. No. I think it's it's quite obvious. Um John McHale, I think probably our listener might know him from the um Tiger King special. Yes, which yes. was done during lockdown, wasn't it? Where they, they kinda got the was it about like a year later or yeah. something and he he interviewed them all. And also, um Ken Young has, has done, he's been one of the panels of Mass Singer in the UK, which was quite popular because he was one of the, the, the panelists in the American version as That's well. That's right, yeah. Which I'm sure Joe McHale actually presents as well. No, he was a guest on He was he a guest on Because him and Ken Young do a podcast. They do a lot of things together. Yeah, yeah they yeah. started a podcast um, during the lockdown. Um, and I, I don't know if it's still going, but because Ken's a doctor, it did yes. start off as yeah. like a, yeah. I, I think the first half was very serious of this is where we are with like the pandemic and him giving actual medical advice and then it then it was all about kind of what they've been up to and what, what movies is in. You'd never seen the we had this conversation, never seen the soup. No. No. And I was actually watching a clip the other day where he was going on, he kept mentioning about the soup or something about the soup and apparently it was a reference to him being in the soup. Yeah, it, it, it was it's a really good show. It's a clip show basically of a roundup of that week of things that have happened on telly or you know, in life. And it was it is a really good show. But so amazing cast, um, Dan Harmon. We talk about Dan later. Yes, no, well, do, Dan. do you know what? We'll come. Well, let's talk about Dan Harmon. We can talk about Dan Harmon for just hours. And I think this is another thing that American TV does so well is they have this showrunner phenomenon in America where it's created and it's the drive where one person creates and it's the driving force behind a program. Um, I'm thinking of, and it just I'm thinking of him, Vince Gillian in Breaking Bad. It's where this one person's singular vision really comes through. I know they have a team of writers, and that does work. That that let that lets them get through so many episodes and write it. But he, without Dan Harmon, and hence season four, which I'll mention a little bit later, the gas leak season, it doesn't work. It he his. That 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 driving force it's right his behind, brain, isn't it? yeah, it is. It is. Is, is he a flawed genius, though? Yes, I yes. think he's quite open about his yeah. sort of problems with drinking. And, yes, um, but he is. You know, he, he does openly talk about that. Like, there's I heard an interview recently. He does a lot of live shows, and he yeah. does drink. Yeah, during those those shows, and but you just wonder, like, how. It's clearly not damaging his brain cells because he, no, is, he's, he is a genius. And, and obviously, you know. we've not mentioned the fact that post-community, he went on and created Rick and Morty, which is absolutely genius. It's, it's, Rick and Morty is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely genius. And it can only come from his brain because he's he's just, he's so far out there. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, and he is flawed because... Um, the things I mentioned before, like I mentioned before, um, 
the bit of controversy attached to it was there was a writer on the Megan Gans, which went on to do Mythical Quest, is she was a staff writer and um, he later admitted he was quite... It was in an age of TV where as men empowered, he could get away with a little bit more and he sort of pursued her right. and put her in a bit of an awkward position um, and hence why he was asked to leave for season four and the consequence of that is season four is just nowhere near as good. The quality completely dips. It does become yeah. very more sitcommy, and it gets to the point where Joe McHale was a big reason in getting him back for season five. And you can tell the difference when he comes in, but not ignoring what he did. Um, a few years later, it was not too long. It was um, on the back of the the, the, um, the Me Too phenomenon, especially in America. Mengans actually put out there put out her story without naming Dan Harmon and she said she felt like she was in a situation where someone, a male who had a lot more power over her had the ability to make or break her career just because, you know, she didn't want to go out of him. And then Dan Harmon, against his lawyer's recommendations, actually publicly replied back to Megan and it it's actually really a humbling apology you know, let let's not get away from what he did. But even Mengans acknowledge that's how you that's how you apologise. It's not a poly, it's He completely didn't gloss over it. No, basically. he was warts and all. Completely admitted what he did. He was out of order, um, and how he'd come to realise all this, and he just you know got caught. Mm. And it's really, it's really quite honest. And it, if you you do need to read his his public apology because you get a lot of these public apologies that happened at the Me Too by especially by men and they're only sorry and it's obviously only sorry because they got caught. Whereas I think Dan Harmon's apology is, and I think this is what Mengant actually references. He he learned about himself in the process. He'd gone he'd gone away and thought, I have to take this on board and grow as a better person. So Dan's not without controversy is what was, was no. what we're saying yeah he, he's, he's a, like yeah. i said before he's a flawed he is a flawed genius but um you, you can't have this show without without no. dan Harmon and, and 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 that's what i do love about a lot of these american tv shows is that 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 one person that singular vision and they just drive it continually and he you know he knows he's he I've seen it. I've seen and heard interviews with him. He's obsessive and lazy at the same time. He'll, he'll, he'll be, do you know what I mean? He says, "Is the you know he never got scripts into Sony in time, and he said it was almost got to the point where they purposely did that because they couldn't check what they were doing. And the first few seasons, Sony were throwing a lot of money into it. And if you actually notice, if you do watch Community and the guy, the cast reference it from season three onwards, they never go outside." Because the budget just the budget <laughs> was just getting you know, and also it's right at right on the back of the real, the last throw of the studio, TV sitcom. I know you know what I mean. It was the same time around as The Office and Thirty Rock, and I think post that it all the, the streaming giants mm. came into it. So it was sort of the last throw of the dice of these this really big, um, studio sitcom. So Dan obviously created all these characters and you know i understand it was kind of based sort of on him going to yes. community college yeah. so tough question then who is your favorite character and why have you picked them as your favorite character okay an honorable mention will go to troy and abed 
and I think oh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, as a as a duo, their friendship is just one of the most beautiful things on TV. It's just every time they're on the screen together, you cannot help but smile. They are just so beautiful together. They were made for each other, and what I do love is Dan Harmon was never. Re- Originally, it was meant to be the Troy and Pierce character, which we haven't even spoken about Chevy Chase yet. Well, I thought you were going to come to that. We're, yeah, we're yeah. going to come back yeah, to I did it. notice you never mentioned Chevy yeah. Chase in the thing. Um, but Dan Harmon's original vision was the mixture of Troy and Pierce were going to be that, that cookie relationship. And it was only... It was on the back of episode seven in the first series where it was the Halloween special, if you remember the first Halloween number, the party, where it all just went, it became a bit of a zombie movie. And after they'd finished, they did, um, Danny Pudi and Don Glover did that rap together because yeah. they, had, they had a few minutes, they, they had to fill a few minutes and he did what they called tag. And he said straight away, I got about seven tags with just them two on the back of this. And it was from that moment and you can see the relationship between the two actors and the two p- people in the show grew together as well and really become to like grow, grow as a pair. And you just you just can't mention community without Troy and Abbott. <laughs> Troy and Abbott in the morning. It's, it's, <laughs> so it's not Troy and Abbott then? It's not Troy and Abbott. I am going to go because every time he comes on screen, you cannot deny he's just great. And it's Ken Young as Chang. He's just... He's just absolutely batshit crazy. <laughs> and what I love about him, Ken Young, he absolutely commits to this role. So who is he in the show? So he plays, oh God, he's Chang. Starts off as a psych, psycho Spanish teacher who then gets dismissed because he does this and doesn't he? He doesn't have the right qualifications to be Spanish cheater, yeah, Spanish cheater, so. something like that. So then he's then he then he follows that up. He's actually a student in in Greendale, and then he becomes homeless, and then he becomes a security guard. At which point he actually becomes a dictator with an army I was child. Just about to say heavy-handed security yeah. guard. Yeah, and um, isn't he living there at the time? Yeah, well? he's living in. He has a relationship with a mannequin leg as well. <laughs> Um, which says it all and then he then he has a ploy to actually take over the college as Chang uh, like some sort of dictator nearly get the Changesty nearly gets away with it and then he ends up losing his memory and suffers from Changnesia (laughs) and then he comes back which I won't break it I won't go down too much into but it's a bit of a ploy on his behalf but then I think by the time it comes the last season he comes around to sort of, I think he finally gets accepted by the, the study group because it's, it's it's one of the themes is he's never really accepted in the study group and he spends this, his whole time to tr- just be accepted bear down for midterms bear it? down for midterms just, there's so many Chang moments but I think the one that just if you want an example of how much he commits to the role, it's the one following Pierce's death where they all have to do the lie detector. And he said, and he, the question is, have you ever masturbated in a study room? And he runs out the room. <laughs> and then he comes back in a few minutes later. And he goes, I didn't just masturbate in the study room. I masturbated everywhere. <laughs> and just his commitment to the line, to the role is you just, you just can't deny it. He's, he's just, he's such a, an amazing character and Ken Young he plays it so well 
And if you really want to see actually how good an actor he is, um, what's the episode in the last season? What's it called? Da, 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 da. Oh, in the last in season six, there's an episode called Queer Studies and Advanced Waxing. I don't know if you remember that one. So basically, him and Annie uh, go off to get off and get cast in a play, and it's Karate Kid. Yes, I okay. do remember it, yeah, yeah. Um, a very low-budget stage. Yes, of course. <laughs> and he plays Mr. Miyagi. And then when you actually see him play Miyagi in, in his show, and it's the scene where, he's, where he plays Miyagi and he's drunk and he's talking about the death of his wife, and it's actually heartbreaking how good Ken Young plays it. And there's a few other moments in that where he is so good. But that episode where he plays Miyagi is just amazing i know they hammer up in the episode yeah. where they're all getting gross but you watch his acting to play an actor on stage in a tv show and it's just yeah he's, he's fantastic he he lights up the screen every time he's in yeah you know to the moments where he gets greased up and jumps down the air vents and stuff <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah i totally yeah i totally agree i think chang is a scene stealer Yes. Um, all I mean, obviously, you could have picked. I think you can pick any of the main cast. Oh, oh, do you know what I mean? I think picking Chang's a good one. I think to counteract that, I'd probably pick the Dean. Oh, Jim, right? Because, he is because he does steal every scene he's, as well, yeah. and I know he's not. Well, it sort of becomes a bit more of a main. Yeah, character yeah, yeah. He's, he's a little bit bit partisan, but, but and just but his every entr- time he's in it. Well, it's his entrances alone, yeah. and and what I was watching, I watched a clip the other day of. Um, Dean Pelton's entrances and how clever they do the bit at the moment he arrives they're just saying something and he sort of adds to it do you know what yeah, I mean you it's, know he's been listening basically and yeah, waiting for that moment to come in hasn't there's it? some absolutely fantastic there's a there's a of there's about 15 entrances and and the, 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 they cure him up so well yeah. and he does play the, he, he one, is absolutely fantastic one of my favourite entrances is he comes in and he's down his I think it's on his right side, he's dressed as a woman. And on his left side, he's dressed as a man because he wants to deliver good and bad news. Yes. And he gives the good news, he turns. He gives the bad news, he turns. And then he sort of stops and he goes, I think I've gone too far this time. He goes, I have to go to bank today. (laughs) 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 And it's just, it's just a brilliant moment. Could you take, could you take any characters and put them in another show? Or was it so... (sighs) Like I say, so meta, so kind of different to other shows. I know. Could you pick them out and put them in? I mean, could you put like Jeff in a in a proper lawyer type show? Well, what's strange is it's um, the storyline of Jeff is not a million miles away from the storyline of Suits, isn't it? With yeah, the, I suppose so. Yeah, um, he hasn't really got. Yeah, yeah, and there's, and I'm sure, and I even mentioned it on the show. In an episode where I think it's one of the big law and law like uh, another courtroom American show actually runs the same storyline of a, of a lawyer who gets caught and has to go to community college. They yes. actually literally lift it, and they do do the law law and order oh. episode, which I think we might come to because what is your favourite episode scene or you know just just moments because I think. Picking an episode's probably going to be really hard. I imagine you have, but you could just pick the certain scenes. I know that I would pick that. Oh, yeah. There have been episodes that maybe aren't my favourite episode, but I love that scene. scene. So what what have you actually... Okay, so as far back as I remember, 
I wanted to watch this gangster homage. Oh. Okay, so, so this is going, this contemporary American poultry. It's about episode 22 or 23 of series one. And it's the moment that I went from really liking Community to the moment I actually fell in love with this TV show. I think it's the episode where it just, it's just basically it's a homage to Goodfellas. And it's all about they couldn't they kept missing out on on the chicken fingers in the canteen, so they devised this like little ploy where Albert gets a job in the kitchen and he gets he manages to get all the chicken fingers and they they create this whole storyline how they all get greedy, um. But it's one particular it's it's basically the final act of that episode and it and it's there's one moment where. I think Jeff has the realization that this is all going a bit too far. This is a bit too much. And he sort of speaks out and then he gets excluded from the group. And it's that, that one scene with Troy, where they're all in the room and Troy shuts the yeah, door. Like the godfather. And gives him the look. And it's absolutely fantastic. And then from then on, the final like the final scene is Abed sort of come to realise that the rest of them have got too far. And against the backdrop of the song in Goodfellas, which is the piano interlude of Layla, yeah. um, he basically enacts revenge on the rest of the crew. So Annie's bag gets stolen. He sets free Annie's boobs, which yeah. is a, which is a you'll have to watch it to understand that reference. Um, Britta loses her hairdresser and gets gets chewing gum, gum yeah. stuck on her thing. Um, and then he has the scene where he's getting fed chicken fingers by. Uh, What's his name's boy? The guy who she fancied. Oh yeah, I, um, I, I'm trying. Yeah, I know. You, I know exactly what you mean. Um, he, he's the guy with the dreadlocks, isn't yeah, he? And, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just oh, it's just it, it is literally the moment, the first time I seen Amer. Um, what's <laughs> contemporary American poetry? They have some crazy titles for the episodes as well. well the, by the the couple of episodes I was going to bring up have got even more crazy. Oh, they're absolutely titles, crazy, but, but it. it I will always go back to that episode because it's so well made. It's absolutely amazing writing right from the start. And if you go back, how much they've crammed into that 22 minutes is absolutely fantastic as well. And this is where they were so good is they could homage a whole film in 22 minutes and you get every beat. It's you don't miss a thing and there's so many things in there as well that you know you can watch multiple times and you still don't get onto it it is it's definitely the moments i went from this is a great show to i love this show this is my show and i think it's one of those series where everyone's gonna have their own yes. episode where you go ah this really clicks with me now and I think, yeah, that that one in particular is is just a genius episode, isn't it? It's you know, stripped straight from Goodfellas, but with you know, all those mafia kind of uh, yeah. movie references, Godfather and Infinite in there, and Arbed. I think that's probably Arbed's best yes. episode. Yeah, it's so good in that one. The the other one where I think Arbed is amazing is the I think it is where he arranged a birthday party for him in the diner and he invites Jeff for dinner it's like the Pulp Fiction type yeah and he but he wants to and he and he invites Jeff to the really posh restaurants and he's telling the story about (laughs) he finally gets to 
be a extra on Cougar Town, which at the time he really was Danny Pudi. Actually, was, was yes, really so this is where it's, actually, it's it really is. I didn't know that. <laughs> and then he just the story is he said he just couldn't believe he was an extra on on Cougar Town, which is which is one of his favourite TV shows on the program. And then just around Jeff, and then and then I shit me pants. <laughs> <laughs> And it just tells this story and he just comes at this ending about shitting his pants on the set of Cougar <laughs> And it's like, oh, I'm done. I don't know where to go from that. He is, it is it is a really good episode. I think definitely Danny Pudi is an actually standout star in yeah. that episode. It is, yeah, without doubt, excellent. So you, when we were talking about Community, like you mentioned about sort of, sort of six episodes kind of to, to watch yes. that are like the you know, really, really kind of good ones. And um I was watching season three recently and I, this will probably come more back to what you were saying before, the budget, as you can tell later about a lot of it's in the studio, isn't it? You know, yes. All of yeah. Yeah, yeah. Things. And there's an episode, season three, episode 15, which is um, Origins of Vampire Mythology. And it's, I don't know if you remember this one, this is just one where um, they find out Britta is, used to like see this uh, carnival worker. Oh, yes, Carney, yes. So Jeff gets a bit jealous. And, and he's determined to find out what it is, yeah, yes. Yeah, basically, yeah. So, but basically, basically what happens is Britta says, you know, you need to keep me away from Don't him. Don't let when me see him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I become obsessed. So she ends up staying in the apartment with Troy Albert and Annie. Um, the dean then, then turns up as well. Uh, and Jeff goes off to find, um, you know, the, the the carny and just the the writing of it. it. I think it's one of the best written episodes of like all the sorts of series, and it is just that that then two sorts of stories in parallel. Yeah. Um, and then Jeff, you know, finds out a little bit more about why it is, and I won't go into too much detail on that. But um, there's just a little scene where Britta Britta thinks she's texting him. Yes. And. There's just this back and forth and, you know, she doesn't want anything to do, but she's secretly, like, you know, got her phone back and she's texting them. She doesn't realise the gang now. And Troy just says, give me the phone. And he texts something. And whatever it is he texts, which we never find out. Yes, yeah. Just makes Britta sort of stop. Yeah. And feel good about herself. And you can see it was actually what Troy really wants to say yeah, to her. yeah. And the episode itself is just so, so good. And it's, it's probably the smallest budget episode. It's just... Like yes. Saying, no. In two, two locations, probably the whole episode. It's, and I'm, I'm thinking Pillows and Blankets was that season three as well. And I mm. believe um, Basic Lip and Urology, which is the one I mentioned before, yeah. which was the whole episode was an homage to Law and Order. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Bow. And it's... When I mentioned before about what community does so well is they embrace the rules and conventions of TV and just play with them but they do it so lovingly if you watch I I remember back in I think I was in college or whatever they used to put Law and Order on every night on Sky One back in the day and I, I got it's one of them TV shows you get quite hooked it's very formulaic as in Every episode runs to exact same storyline. You just it's just yeah. different characters and different scenarios. And oh my god, they nail every every little moment in it. <laughs> to the loads of little bits where like Troy and Abed are the police officers where they get frustrated because the law's not they're very black and white and they just can't get over how pragmatic the lawyers are and they're trying to do a deal to get and it's just and there's an amazing moment in it 
weird going on about the pinky swear. It's like a ma- <laughs> and it's actually is it Kenneth Michael Will- no oh, what's his name Michael K Williams Michael Kenneth Williams from who's actually plays Omar in in the Wire yeah he's in Boardwalk Empire yes yeah he turned around and goes man's got to have a Kojo which is a direct reference from the Wire with Omar. And it's, oh, it's just a fantastic episode. It really is. But that that Origins of Vampire Mythology, you can tell he was saving the budget because the next episode, uh, I can't remember the title, but it's got all these CGI. They do like the Doctor Space Time and he's in the Dreamatorium yes. with uh, Arben. And you can go, oh, right, they saved the money for yes. the next episode. But it's actually <laughs> one of the, and this is what I think, and I think Dan Harmon's been quite, you know, he really pushed the team of writers. So, and it, um, there's, a, there's a good example of this as well is there's the there's quite famous in American sitcoms every series to have like a clip show which is to save money because they will they'll just reminisce about things that have happened in the episode or the series yeah. or previously and it's just a way of regurgitating the clips they did that and I think it was in season 3 as well but instead of regurgitating clips they went and made all these extra clips specifically for this clip show. And I remember Dan Harmon saying says it was um, one of the... Di- in, in the end, they had all of that because there's about four, three or four directors that use quite on um, quite a lot, including the Russo brothers, which we haven't mentioned either. Mm-hmm. And Dan Harmon said, in the end, he had all their directors doing multiple scenes, he said. And he said it was just bonkers because there's no way. He said we decided to film every new clip and it's, and it just cuts from one thing to another, to another, to another, to another. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, again, the playing with them conventions, it's a clip episode, but they go and film all the new clips and they go, oh, remember when that happened? And it's suddenly in a, in a, in a, in a cowboy town or something and it's just, ah, oh, it's... it's and, and we haven't really touched upon like the paintball episodes as well in the, the, the series which as you just mentioned the, the Russo brothers are involved yes. in aren't they Anthony and Joe um, I think Justin Lin he does the, the first, the first one, modern warfare so which you'll is... know him from kind of the Fast and Furious yes. movies yeah. and I think he did Aquaman as well the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the first Aquaman the doing the and second and there's one, the but... other director that Tristan Shapiro I think his name is who's actually He's actually an English director. He came over. He started. He was the original one of the creating directors on whose lines anyway in America in, in the UK. Sorry, oh, right. with uh, Clive and how he ended up in America making Community, and he actually became one of the executive producers in the end. He's 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 really good. But yeah, um, the and, Russo brothers. Oh. And just while we're talking about people from like whose lines anyway, British show John Oliver. Yes, is in. We haven't even mentioned John. We even, when we talk about the cast, there's so many, and I'll, I'll probably ask you a little bit later about the cameos and stuff as well. But yeah. So we'll move on then. Um, it's a very musical show. Yes. So do you have a, a favorite song or piece of music in the across all those series? I can think of a few songs that do stand out. There is a few, but I'm going to go back to my favorite episode: the use of Layla. Which is, yeah. and if you don't remember Layla's, it goes into that amazing piano bit at the end. Because um, it's about an eight minute long. Because it's a big rock song at the beginning and then just goes into this beautiful. And they use it in Goodfellas during the, the, the Lofansa heist, doesn't it? Where it all starts going wrong and they incorporate it in um, community with the chicken fingers where it all goes wrong. It's just amazing piece of music. Yeah. But they're like, oh my God, where else can you go? Um 
somewhere <laughs> out there. So references the they actually sing the song to a rat or something, Sonny, isn't it? It seems to remember they have a rat as part of a science project and they have to yeah. sing it to make it come back to them. Um and there's also how can we not forget Troy Nabbard's rap? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think how we it's the I'm, Spanish discotheca or something, yeah. isn't it? Which is amazing. Um, and there is there's, there's some. Um, it's the, the the Glee Club episode oh, yes. where there's like obviously loads of music. I I just love the titles to be honest. So it's you you probably touch about on this later, but but where you can watch it. But when I watch it, I don't skip the intro. No, no, the title so song is even fantastic, though it's only maybe. Though. 20, 30 seconds of the yeah. song, I always listen to the title music no matter what because yeah. it just gets you in the mood for yeah, the, for the episode, doesn't it? And there's a few episodes where they slightly change it in, in theme of the of the episode. Well, you only do it a few times, but they, they, they do it really well. Yeah, like the D&D yeah. episode. Yeah. It's, kind yeah. of, it's, it's more like a Game of Thrones kind of yeah. theme, isn't it? So <laughs> what, if anything... Could you do to make it better? And this is one of our favourite shows, so I think this is a really tough question. Okay, um, I've wrote me got me a little list here. Um, I've just put Gasly fourth season is yeah. It, it, there's it's we mentioned before it's the ep, the series that Dan Harmon was didn't leave. He was asked to leave, um, and it's just noticeably completely. It's just not there. The 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 love isn't there, the care, the attention to detail is not there. And it's that's why it's it's such a great example of that 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 sort of showrunner, why that one person is so important. Um other things I've got here is other bit part actors that sort of come and go. Um Jonathan Banks, who's obviously plays Mike in Breaking Bad, appears in one season and he's fantastic. And then he just goes. There's Yeah. There's no real. I can't remember if there is an explanation. No, I don't think there is. And then Michael Kenneth Williams, who we just mentioned, he's there for a few episodes in one season. John Oliver, which we have mentioned, is he's in the first series quite a lot, disappears and then comes back again around season five, and then he's in season five and six. And Mm. which we know in real life is because he was going, he was in the the process of becoming a massive American TV show, show yeah, yeah. Um, But he do a couple of them things that change. what else I've got? Oh, the John Goodman air conditioning sort of storyline around season three. It didn't really go somewhere. It was it didn't that pay was, off. Yeah, and the fact it was a bit of a waste of John Goodman as well. I thought it was um, there were some really good moments with him where the bit with the one episode where he grows a ponytail and he's like, oh, I'm going through stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Is it just me? But the season four just. The lighting just seemed darker. It just seems yes. to look. I know. Is that is that when they did move studios? Is is that when he went to Yahoo? Was that season no, four? That was season that six when he went to Yahoo. Four just seems to look and feel yeah, different. Yeah. Which it's, it's like comp- which yeah. considering it's just the kind of the writer that's gone, you wouldn't expect it's, it to there look is differently. A lot of the same writers and directors who stayed, but I know what you're saying. It's just the whole feel and vibe of, and he famously called it the gas leak season when you refer back to it, basically you just forget about it. It, it. There's a few moments in there if you go through, but... It's not It's not that it's unwatchable. No, no. It, and it's probably still better than a lot of other yes, sitcoms that but, you'd watch. It's, it's just the standards. Are, by the end of season three, your standards are so high. Yes. I, I think season 
one, two, and three are so so up there. It's unbelievable. Season four, season five has even went on home come back. Is it's good. Season six does have moments as well. Um, but yeah, and then the other thing I've got here is what they could have done to make it better is not to have lost Troy. It's I think once Troy went in season five. And I think Don Don Harmon has admitted that the heart and soul went. He was. He, it, it did. Yeah, you lose the Troy and Arbed relationship, yeah. don't um, you? And he is, like you said, he's the. And you know what I love is they foreshadowed his leaving because there's a few episodes before they make a reference about Zach Braff in Scrubs who leaves after only making a few appearances in, in a series and Troy goes, the little bastard or something like that. And then they do exactly the same thing because he's only in the first few episodes in season five and it's just, it is, it, they never recovered. They never recovered. Is one of the things that needs to change, and this isn't so much in relation to the show, and I, I don't know if we're going to touch upon this later, but now might be a good time, is one of the things to change Chevy Chase's apparent behaviour. Yes, Okay, so we haven't mentioned Chevy Chase. Uh, Chevy Chase plays, he's absolutely amazing. And you only have to watch the advanced Dungeons and Dragons, some of the lines he has in that show. And, and before we go into it, I'm a huge fan of Chevy Chase. Yeah. I, like Fletch is probably one of my favourite movies of and, all time. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, I will watch on Christmas Eve. We watch it every year. So when these stories came out it was a little bit heartbreaking it was quite a public breakdown between him and Dan Harmon mm. and and I think Dan Harmon was not shy in sort of and I think maybe he might look back and think I didn't handle it as good as it would because he's admitted as Chevy Chase came from a film background so it's a different work ethic he said when we were making Community they were shooting for 20 hours a day and that was just he said and the cast and crew did it because they loved it so much Chevy Chase never bought into that they did a lot of scenes where he filmed without him and brought him in and did the scenes afterwards and he just didn't really buy into that that, that TV world but um, and he's not the star as well no which no, probably I think which, yeah. played into a little bit of the fact that he is not he's not the first name but on that the character that list, one of the it? things about Pierce is he's an older white man who's who's quite wealthy who says and does things that are entirely inappropriate and only Chevy Chase could pull off some of the things he says and does it's just like uh, and but he is but do you also feel that Dan Armand put some of those lines in there because Chevy Chase's behaviour behind the scenes yes, was probably... Yes, I, I do believe there's a bit of that. As bad as, yeah, if not um, kind of worse than some of the things he says on, on in the show. Yeah, and I think Chevy Chase, I think, started to push back on a few of the things as well, but it was like, it was it was a difficult one because um, Dan Harmon was was the, was the, the boss and I think Chevy Chase wanted to sort of... And he made other overcast uncomfortable as well which I think was the final straw for most of them but uh, the, the thing as well with Chevy Chase is it's now come out like historical sort of bad behaviour isn't it like you know when he was he was on Saturday Night Live I don't think him and Bill Moore got on particularly well I think I read and I think they come to blows at one point yeah, and yeah. I think John Belushi was quite jealous of uh, yes, uh, how was quickly because Chevy Chase is actually I think only in Saturday Night Live for one season 
Yeah. Um, because he used to do the, the, the weekly updates and he used to always start it with, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not. And yeah. that kind of catchphrase kind of go on and he became a big star. And it, it, it is quite sad when these stories come out because he is genuine. I think he's a, he is a movie and, legend. And also, is a, don't think Chevy Chase realised before Community, he was he was nothing. He he was completely out the picture, and he's never really done much since as well. No, I think I think he's probably in his late seventies, eighties now. Yeah, I think he's but, quite happy. But there is that there is that gap, isn't there, between the, the sort of National Lampoon films, yes, yeah, and probably Community, where in between the the, the quality of his movies aren't. It, he, he wasn't a box office draw anymore. No, was he? no. I think if if he if that if Chevy Chase played his cards right, it, he could have treated what Dan Harmon done was what Quentin Tarantino did with a lot of actors, like actually bring them back and portray them, and, and actually actually feel how great this this person is. But and there's no, e- there is episodes in Community where you realise how oh, great he is. Oh, I mean, yeah, well, it's great all the some, way through. Some of the some... moments and some moments are really quite hot touching as well he really he, he should have won at like Emmys or yeah, something yeah. for his performances in there because he is that he is that good isn't he um, it's just a shame you know it, it turned out him and the cast didn't again get on obviously and... he left end of season 4 was it I think he was still there for season 4 or was no, it season gone, 3 yeah. I think he'd gone by yeah. 4 yeah John, I think Jonathan Banks replaced him in season 4 because yeah. um, there's the, the, the story sort of Don, Dan Harmon tells about the the after show party we heard this no where so the Dan Harmon's on the stage and sort of thanking everyone and uh, Chevy Chase is there with his family and everyone's there and Dan Harmon thought he was sort of doing good by making a bit of a joke and going and let's all just take this opportunity to say fuck Chevy and all the cast and crew all said it out loud and apparently Chevy Chase stormed out then but Dan Harmon thought he was doing it as a good thing as in like this is a bit of relief for the crew. Yeah, They've been yeah. dying to say this. Yeah, yeah. Let's just do it. Let's make light of it. And Chevy Chase obviously didn't see the funny side. And then there's obviously the other story with Dan Armour played the recording of Chevy Chase as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I know of it. Yeah, which was really like, I think he admits it was really a dumb thing to do. And you could argue, you know, should people have been filming him? But that, I think that's absolutely irrelevant. So Dan Harmon's on stage. He... It, Chevy Chase had left him a, a voice message, I think, after that incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dan Harmon played it in front of a live audience and someone filmed it. And again, I think that's irrelevant. He probably shouldn't have played it. I and, think you know. the relationship breakdown, I think Dan Harmon played a lot to it. I think because he was so headstrong and Chevy Chase was so headstrong, yeah. it was... And it's his show, you know. Yeah, really it was want- a real clash there. Um, but I've just you just reminded me of the episode where... Uh, where he pierced, keeps saying the word streets ahead. Streets He's ahead, tr- yeah, trying to get him to catch on. And I was, I was listening to uh, Dan Harmon, it basically came about it because what he used to do, a lot of community was on the back of what they the, uh, pressed, they got on the internet, like Twitter was just becoming a big thing on internet forums. And he said basically they got some guy who was really quite, you know, disparaging and what he was saying about community and he kept saying this phrase streets ahead so Dan Harmon created the whole scene where he go, well what does it mean what are the streets oh, ahead so he's actually used someone on the internet who was criticising so he had to use and I think that that's something as well which is genius but it's just Pierce where he's just an absolute idiot and he plays it so well he is he really is and 
without Chevy Chase, I don't think Community gets where it was in the first few first few se- seasons. No, you're, you're absolutely right. For all the issues kind of behind the scenes that we obviously didn't know about or, or, or see at the time, he, he absolutely has to be in the, in yes, the show. Yeah, He's perfectly yeah. cast. Yes. You know, they're all perfectly cast, just Chevy's great. Um, what impression, if any, do you think it, it sort of made... Sort of maybe not so much early days, but certainly now I think it it's it it's is. one of them funny shows that every season they were getting they were getting closed down because they just did not pull the viewers in. It did not, and it was up against at the time Big Bang Theory and the time slot. So you can see with Big Bang Theory, which is tens of millions, yes, it's a great TV show, and you can see why it it is very well written, but. It was just it just got hammered in the, in the ratings. It became a real cult favorite due to the quite fanatical fan base. Uh, the whole six seasons in the movie yeah. thing, um, but also it really took a life of its own. Especially when it went on, they have a Hulu stream and in America it was put on there a few years. I think Netflix picked it up in yeah. 2020, just before around the pandemic, and it got a massive resurgence in popularity around that time. Um, so it, it was a strange one because critically, it's always up there. If you see, if you see critics' list, it's always in the. You know, it's one of the. You know, and yet viewer wise at the time, it was appalling. Is it, it a niche show? I, I know, like, I don't, if my mum and dad, I don't think would no. get a lot of the jokes. No, no. Like, and the thing is, there's so many jokes per episode yeah. that you can maybe get by because, you know, the, it is a funny show. But I think maybe, what, 50% of the jokes, I think, I think you, you've got to be kind of you have in the to, loop. Is, it's, that, it's, is that the right phrase? Yeah, it's going back to that meta is you have to be on the end to get the end joke. Yeah. And you're in, you, to be in the end, you've got to be... You've got to know the TV film references in the making. You've got to know the pop culture references in the making. It no, is, you won't enjoy it. You, no, you don't no, need they, to know. It's just, you've got. I think you've got to go into it knowing 50% of the jokes might go over your head. Yes. You might yeah. not know why someone said yeah. that, a particular and, line. Um, but it is, yeah. yeah no, I, There's definitely references we probably have never, ever picked you, up you on. You know, especially like American culture, American TV references we wouldn't get... Um, but yeah, yeah the, it, there's certain like uh, uh, there's certain names they'll mention of actors or something. And the news presenters and stuff. And it'd be the equivalent of like a BBC show here referencing, say, yeah. Philip Schofield or, or you know, yeah, someone Trevor McDonald or something. An American would go, I don't get that. But but and it's still funny because you know the context in which it's said. You generally get it because Family Guy were big on that. They'd reference people that you would have no idea what they're going on about. But yeah. it was still funny because you. Got, you still got the context in which the joke or the setup was made. So, we've mentioned a couple of the things that it's on. How can our listener watch it? Netflix. Thank God for that. <laughs> Thank God it's available on Netflix. It's 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 there. All of it's there, baby. Go and watch it. Everything is there except one episode. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, which which the cast and crew often put down as the greatest episodes. It is pulled in Netflix and Boulder because, how can we say, Chang is blacked up during the episode because he plays an elf. Yeah, which we know obviously is not acceptable, is it? And I think the episode never really plays it that way. And I think... There's a there's a joke made, but you can absolutely understand why those those things are. Um, and you, the the problem I think with the episode is you can't even just cut it out. No, no, no. It, I think it, with it, other things you've, we've seen, yeah. we, you know, it's been yeah. edited or there's maybe been a warn and put on or whatever. It's it's an integral sort of build up to the yeah. plot it's, of the show, isn't it? It so is. It's, you can see they do reference it because um, Yvette Nicole Brown, who's actually quite often the voice of reason in it, she sat there and goes. Are we all okay with this? With this race hate yeah. crime? And that's it. That that's that but it's quite if you actually go back, it's that's actually really clever isn't because ah, that's how we treat it's almost like racism in America. By not saying it it doesn't exist, but it still does exist, if that makes sense. I yeah. think the way they do it is really good. And obviously, um Donald Glover and Evan Nicole Brown, they're quite prominent voices in the black community they've never really come out and said they had any big major issue with it. Um, and, and I think no other actor apart from Chan could actually do it as well. It's just, it, it's a strange one, but when you go back and watch it, it, it is available on YouTube, by the way, if you want to watch it. Um, it is, just, it yeah. is one of the best episodes, but it is, you know, you know, that, that there is, there is that element to it. Yeah. Netflix have obviously got a, yeah, you know, uh, Pull it for the for the reasons that they have. Just just while I'm on the sort of how strange the episodes are, I did want to touch upon the fact that like in foosball and nocturnal vigilantism again come back to the great titles. Titles are bonkers. Um, that just breaks out of anime at one point. Yes. Oh, you that, know, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, 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 like, they're suddenly, suddenly yeah. playing foosball and it breaks out into anime yeah. just to show you kind of how it, it's not that the. The, the series are strange. It's nothing like that. It's so no. hard to describe. I think as a, as a series, isn't it? If you do like Community, then what else could you recommend? Do you know the nearest thing? And I'd be really interested to know with if Dan Harmon ever watched Spaced. That's a good shout, yeah. Because the the way they the episodes it's it's very similar and obviously spaced is a 90s british tv show and i do get a feeling dan Harmon is a bit of an anglophile because he did his, his you know there is the brit there's a british influence and in americans love monty python yeah british, yeah a lot of british comedies anyway but i'd be they? really interested because obviously that's egg uh right goes on has a really good career in america as well doesn't he i'll be really fascinated to know if dan Harmon was ever aware of spaced because they're the first first time seeing where a tv show plays so much homage to other TV and movie shows to mm. the point where it's really good but set in a in a sort of standard predicament like he's in that's set in a flat of, of friends and house share and, and in community is, is a group of people in the study group it's taken a sort of everyday situation and just sort of have these crazy episodes which are homage to other film and TV shows so the, the, this could maybe be DVD extras, but I did want to ask you about the cameos. Cameos. 
oh my god so many cameos there's where do we start okay so it's an episode of jack black yeah which is he's jack black and the and the cameo and cameo that appearance is owen wilson yeah owen wilson's in it as well yeah um the the couple that we picked up on this week that we wouldn't have known at the time because obviously the show was known but from cobra kai hawks in it yeah he's he's the little kid he plays jeff as a little kid in the fuseball episode doesn't he um and the other guy who's in he he was just in that black stingray recently. it's stingray is it yeah yeah, yeah in, in Cobra he's Kai. literally sort of in a bat in yes, sort of yeah. background but there is some really good um definitely some really good cameos i'm um, trying to think of others as well does um i've just thought of one my mind's gone blank <laughs> like i said michael k williams is sort of been it's more than a cameo isn't yeah. it in like oh. a good few episodes um vince gillian the creative Breaking Bad. It's Gillian in it, Lindsay, isn't it? Yes, he is. The episode where Annie's brother comes to stay and Abed and his girlfriend, who is Brie Larson. Yes. Oh, yeah, Brie Larson. They yeah, play yeah. the video, the video game of the Bang Bang, the cowboy video, VHS video game. Yeah. The v the 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 guy presenting the vid the VHS video is Vince Gillian. Remember now, yeah. And That's at right. the end, he has that scene with um oh another actress as well, where she's like, let's you know, she, she's like, I think you should take this off and make this VHS game. I think it's going to be massive. And then she's like, let's go to Hollywood. She's like, let's try cocaine. You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a random scene put on the end of the credit. Um, and I think that's because obviously Jonathan Banks is in that series as well. So I think that's really yeah. it's an absolutely bonkers appearance from Vince Gillian, and he, he's amazing in it as well because he he plays it's quite an integral part in it because he's the, he's the the presenter in this VHS yeah. video game. Uh, Patton Oswalt's in an episode yes. as well. Yeah, he's um, a nurse or something, a, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, playing a nurse. Yeah. Yes, in Tony. Um, what I what I didn't know, I only found out this week. Jeff Winger is named after. Bill Moy's character in Stripes, who's called John Winger. Oh, I didn't know that. Didn't no. know that. And then while we're talking about Jeff, is Jeff a sociopath? Yes. <laughs> Just a straight yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 This we we mentioned this before. They're all flawed. All flawed. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's what's so lovable about it. Britta is completely broken, and what's quite strange is I always thought. Britta, in the first series, she was a lot more feisty, a lot more um, non-conventional. You know, she's a lot more cooler. Um, and I always, my impression was they all, they, they always seem to dumb down her character as it goes on because it becomes a famous phrase. Oh, you Britta did or whatever because she yeah. makes, she just always makes things wrong. But um, Dan Harmson, he's got quite, a, quite a few female writers said they just didn't relate to her as a character, and hence. And they struggled to yeah to write for her because they said she's just not a character she's she's a, she's not a character written by women it's quite a strange character um she's brilliant and Annie Alison Bree she's just you know pill popper she's just crazy in it as well she's great yeah and like and Shirley as well when you're talking about like yes check a pass because you know she's kind of there her husband she's a donor and, and she had, we, we knew she had dr- from the Cosby show speaking of cameos as well oh of course yes he, he comes and back into Val it Burton. Yeah. Val Burton. Oh, there's a great um, there's an episode 
where it's actually Troy is already gone, um, and there's a as as the camera scans down, it's it's Jonathan Banks' character. It's the episode where he gets the you know, the notice board put up. If you remember, yeah, and he's sat in his flat on his own, and camera pans, and the TV news is on, and the breaking ribbon on the bottom is Levi Burton, and strange, and some strange nobody get uh, kidnapped off 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 the Gulf of Mexico by pirates, <laughs> which is just I never got onto that. It was just something I got onto. I'm watching the Easter eggs of of it, and another thing as well, um, an episode where Abed is not really in it. But he's in the background of virtually the whole episode because initially you see him, he's chatting to a girl who's pregnant, yeah. and then the next scene, another scene, he's chatting to the girl and obviously her partner, and he get into an argument and he chases, and then eventually he gives, she goes into labour and he's given birth to her in the back of an SUV, and it all happens in the background of all these scenes, <laughs> and right at the end, Sherry goes, well, "What have you done this today, this week, Abby?" He's like, "Yeah, not much." <laughs> And there's loads of them little tiny yeah. things in it. There's even like a little one where someone makes a reference to Beetlejuice and Beetlejuice walks around yes, in the background. Yes, literally walks past in the background. Someone, you know, going to a party dressed as Beetlejuice. There's there's one ref, and as like someone said, oh, there's a reference of of a blowjob in the background. I'm like, what? Well, and you go and watch it, and I tell you which scene is. It's in the Law and Order one where they go and they're walking away from where they got a hot dog stand. Oh, is the extras do it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and there's a scene in a van where, it's, where a man and woman come out of an entry and he zips up with his fly and she wipes her mouth. And it's just them, like, them tiny little things are just... The, the attention to detail is fantastic. So it, community then, streets ahead? Streets ahead. Would you watch it if you can? Yes, all day long. Watch it if you can, listen there.